Good morning, Trinity Lutheran Church. Glad you're here. Welcome to all those people that are watching online. Um, it's the second Sunday of Easter, and I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, second Sunday of Easter, we're going to start with a couple of songs this morning. One uh, about uh, the Easter and that second Sunday and where those disciples were, and then uh, one for Earth Day this weekend. First of all, the risen Christ. Uh, lyrics written by uh, Nigel Weaver, an Anglican uh, priest from Toronto. Um, so, the risen Christ, welcome. Glad you're here on this second Sunday of Easter. risen Christ who walks on wounded feet from garden tomb through darkened city street unlocks the door of grief despair and fear and speaks a word of peace to all who hear the risen Christ who stands with wounded side Breathes out his spirit on them to abide. Whose faith still wavers, who dare not believe. New grace, new strength, new purpose they receive. New hope among us, alive inside, gives us the strength to carry on. And let this love abide. The risen Christ who breaks with wounded hand, the bread for those who fail to understand, reveals himself despite their lingering tears, and flames their hearts then quickly disappears. New hope among us, alive inside, gives us the strength to carry on, and let this love abide. May we Christ's body walk and serve and stand, with those oppressed in this and every land Till all are blessed and can a blessing be Restored in Christ to true humanity New hope among us alive inside Gives us the strength to carry on and let this love abide. New hope among us, alive inside, gives us the strength to carry on. And let this love abide.
Floating blossoms, crops and buds, trees and plants, the seasons, signs that you Happy to be here? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I'm to tell you, I was just kind of struck this morning at the early service just how privileged uh, I am to stand up and look at all your smiling faces on Sunday morning. Honestly, that's from the heart. Uh, it's wonderful to see each and every one of you. It's great to be together. Easter continues. The Easter garden is still here, looking beautiful. Verna Lawson here all week watering it, that it would continue to bloom. And we are continuing to celebrate Easter. And then we get in the Gospel of John, it will still be Easter evening, still Easter, even though it's a week later for us. We have wonderful musicians with us. The bell choir is here this morning. And God has promised to bless your decision uh, to come to church this morning. Uh, the order of service is printed uh, on the side of your bulletin. Everything will be projected for you, and if it's comfortable, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We lift our voices in song, the great Easter hymn, Thine is the Glory. continue with the responsive reading for this second Sunday in Easter. Married, divorced, or single here, 
conservative or liberal here. Big or small here. Doubt or believe here. Gay or straight here. Woman or man here. Whatever your race here. In imitation of the ridiculous love God has for us, let us sing your praises. Our hymn of praise, Lord, I lift your name on high. Gracious God, we love to sing your praises. We joyfully praise you as we continue to celebrate Easter. May the power of your resurrection give us the courage and the strength to face each day, confident that you are with us. May our worship be pleasing to you and welcoming to others, that we may depart from this place of grace to love and serve as you loved and served. We pray in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I'm going to hand the ball off to Pastor Jerry. He's always got a bounce in his step and a ukulele. It's a joy. Ready. It's a joy to be back. It's wonderful, especially as we observe Earth Day this weekend. When I was younger, I gave little thought to the care of our planet. I was impressed by intelligent and enterprising people who use the earth to turn a profit. Older now and mindful of the legacy I will leave, I admire caring people who wisely return Mother Earth's love and kindness. And I intend to strive to do the same. I wrote this song out of love for Mother Earth and out of compassion for her current crisis of distress, and I sing it today in observance of Earth Day. Now, please don't be turned off by the Greek word Gaia, Gaia. It's all right in Christian circles, especially if you understand that Gaia is reference to God, the source and resource of life in nature, made known to us God's love God's creative 
life-giving ways made known to us in Mother Earth. Alive in Gaia's love. Called to be alive in Gaia's love. Every second, every day, every season, and every way. Behold the source of life and everything. Called to be alive in Gaia's love. Alive in Gaia's love. Every day with Mother Earth, there's a gifting of new birth. Behold the Lord of life in everything. Oh, most honored greeting force, breathing creation's cores. Land and sea on the wings of your dove. La 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 la, new life for sea. La 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 la, for you and me. Called to be alive in Gaia's love. Called to be alive in Gaia's love. As numb winter turns to spring, there's new life in everything. Great turning from Mother Earth now be seen. Rooted in light and love, seeds for her fruit bearing buds, hearts opening as one. Alive in Gaia's love, called to be alive in Gaia's love. Every person, every day, animated in countless ways, aware and made free, you and me. Go, great turning for Mother Earth. Yes, great turning for new birth. Called to be alive eternally. Oh, let there be new life on earth, and let it begin with me. Just wonderful. Thank you. Good morning. The first reading is from the 138th Psalm. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted your name and your word above everything. On the day I called, you answered me. You increased my strength of soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise you, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for, the, for great is the glory of the Lord. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he perceives from far away. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve me against the wrath of my enemies. You stretch out your hand, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. 
Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The word of the Lord. As the uh, Bells and Arnie and uh, Sheila play Amazing Grace, um, Sally and I will sing verse 1 of Amazing Grace for you. Then all the women are invited to come and sing verse 2. The men are invited to sing verse 3. And then after an instrumental break, you're all invited to sing verse 4. And we'll bring you back in when it's time for that. So fear not so. <laughs> Women on two and men on three. Here we go.
Fantastic. Thank you to all of our musicians. Thank you to the Bell Choir, dressed in black, been here all morning. Thank you very much. Under the direction of Linda Neverman, and now for the past 24 years. Thank you, Linda. Thank you to the rest of our musicians. And you were a great choir. Absolutely fantastic. You came in perfect. So thank you to all of you. He is risen. He is risen. Easter continues this morning. The tomb is empty. I have good news for you, my friends. The tomb is empty. But unfortunately, there was more than one tomb. Yeah, it was Easter. Jesus was raised from the dead. His tomb was empty. But the disciples, they were locked in a tomb of their own making. They were locked behind closed doors. They were unable to free themselves. They were unable to loosen their grave clothes. They were unable to exit the darkness and experience the joy of Easter. What do you need to hear this day? What words would let you out of the tomb? And maybe just as importantly, what words... Could you speak to someone else that would open the tomb and allow them to exit? Easter waits for us. The continuation of this Easter celebration is here, and God has a word for us this morning. In fact, God has, has four words. Four words that sum up the relationship that God has with us. Four words give us a window into the very heart of God, a window that reveals the graceful, grace-filled nature of the one who gave us life, the one who died on the cross, and the one who will meet us in death. Four words. And those four words will lead us forward as we discover the mind-blowing power that God has given to us. Now, in order to uncover those four words, we're going to be looking at five verses in the Bible. That's all, five verses that are a part of the Easter story, five verses. And it'll be a bit of a messy story, I'll warn you right now. But I believe if we open our hearts to God, we are going to leave this place of grace this morning with two potentially life changing lessons. So I ask you, are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Our lesson is found in the 20th chapter of the Gospel of John. Let me set the stage for you. It's still Easter Sunday, but the, as we enter the story, it is clear that Easter has not yet come to the disciples of Jesus. So we begin with verse 19. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear. What do you notice here? What jumps out at you? Fear jumps out at you. Fear ruled the day. Now, it should be noted that a little fear can keep you alive. A little fear can keep you out of trouble. I was driving my car this week. I was going up to a home near Coopville, going to make a home visit. My little communion kit was right next to me in the car. It was Monday. I had a hundred different details going through my mind about post-Easter and everything that was going on. I rounded the corner, and there, hiding in the trees, you guessed it, was a state patrol car. <laughs> And immediately, his lights went on. The flashing lights were there. I pulled right over. I used theological language inappropriately. <laughs> Where in the world was my proof of insurance? I'm struggling to find my proof of insurance. And I look up. I look back. His lights are off. And he hasn't moved. He just did it as a warning to slow me down. And I got to tell you, I was sweating, I was terrified, but I also felt like I'd won the lottery. 
and I drove 30 miles an hour for the rest, for the rest of the day. Don't you see, a little fear, just a little fear is going to serve you well. A little fear before you, you get into dangerous water. A little fear before walking too close to the edge of the cliff. Or walking down the aisle with someone who you really haven't seen the seasons with. You see, a little fear is a good thing. But if fear rules the day, well, that's not good. If fear rules the day and I find that I can't get out of bed in the morning or I can no longer take my car out of the garage for fear of getting that ticket or if I'm afraid to leave the house, if I'm afraid of being hurt so I'm not going to trust anybody with my heart anymore, if those things happen, if fear rules the day, then I, my life is going to be less than God intended it to be. And what will I be living in? A self-imposed tomb. On that first Easter, fear ruled the day. Now, now keep in mind, the disciples were just a few days removed from the horrific torture and crucifixion of their friend Jesus. Fear made sense. It would have ruled my life too if I had experienced what they had experienced. The disciples were terrified. They were fearful that the religious authorities might still have a few empty crosses, empty crosses that might have their names on them. And they may have been afraid of something else. They may have been equally terrified to think that Jesus may have risen from the dead. Because if the reports of Jesus escaping the tomb were true, if Jesus had really risen from the dead, if Jesus were now on the loose, well, he might be looking for them. And he might be looking for a little revenge, maybe a little retribution for those who had betrayed him, denied him, and left him alone to face the cross. There they were. The doors were locked. Security was tight. No one leaves. No one comes in. The tomb in the garden was opened, but their doors were locked. The tomb in the garden was empty, but the disciples were locked down like Fort Knox. The story continues. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them. Holy smokes! It is Jesus. How did he get in here? Those doors were locked. Hide. Look busy. Beg for mercy. The dead man is walking and talking. A corpse has come back to haunt us. It is a horror film, our worst nightmare. Jesus stood among them and said, hmm, what's he going to say? What's he going to say to them? Where were you when I needed you? I am ashamed of you. I am going to have to put you in timeout. We'll call it purgatory. <laughs> Jesus came and stood among them and said, What did he say? Tell me. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Jesus looked at them and said, One, two, three, four words. Peace be with you. Peace. Shalom, you have nothing to fear from me. If I wanted you dead, you'd be dead already. <laughs> be not afraid. Peace be with you. Shalom. Now the text moves, and i got to warn you, it gets a little messy. What happened next? After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. You remember, don't you? His hands were shredded by nails. His side had been pierced with a spear. These were messy wounds, wounds uniquely caused by crucifixion. And if the disciples had any doubts that this was, in fact, Jesus, they were gone by now. And then we continue. That then the disciples rejoiced when they saw Jesus. They rejoiced when they saw Jesus. And we go on. Jesus said to them again, what did he say? Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as my Father has sent you, so sent me, so I send you. 
peace, shalom, all is forgiven, all is forgotten. It's a clean slate. You have nothing to fear from me. Peace be with you. Now, he had just said that, had he not? And now he repeated it again. Why? Because some things need to be said more than once. Some good news needs to be repeated if we are to believe it. Jesus needed his disciples. He needed them to go forth to the ends of the earth. He needed them in order to change the world. He needed them to share the teachings that he had shared with them as their rabbi and teacher and savior. And Jesus knew that it was going to be pretty hard for them to go if they were weighed down with guilt and shame. Peace be with you. Four words. Shalom, my friends. Shalom. And then it continues. Verse 22. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now think about this for a moment. Jesus breathed on them. He breathed on them. How intimate that is. How close he must have been. Yes, Jesus did not breathe on them like a dragon from a hundred yards away. This was intimate. This was close. And in fact, if you look at the text, if you really look at the text, it did not say that Jesus breathed on them at all. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. What's it say? I know what it says. But if you look at the Hebrew, if you look at the Hebrew text literally, the Hebrew says he breathed not on them. It says he breathed into them into them, like mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He breathed into them. And do you recognize that phrase from anywhere? Do you recognize what's happening here? Well, let me take you back for a moment. Let me take you back to the first human story in the very beginning of the Bible to the book of Genesis. And I have to tell you, by the second chapter of the book of Genesis, God is one busy God. I mean, all of creation was coming together. The earth and the heavens, the plants and the planets and the animals, everything was coming together. Let's send a few kangaroos off to Australia. Let's send a few giraffes off to Africa and and a few slugs to Whidbey Island. (laughs) I mean, it must have looked like an Amazon warehouse before Christmas. God was busy, busy, busy. Now, I don't know if this was the first creation or if this was one of many, but certainly it was a fresh start here on planet Earth, and God was busy. Then in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, we hear this. Then God formed man from the dust of the ground. Do you know what God had at that moment? A dust ball. (laughs) An earthen dowel. Lifeless emotionless clay. It was Barbie and Ken. There was no life here at all. Then God formed man from the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. We are clay. We are dust. We are flesh and blood, but that's all we are until the breath of God brings us to life. The disciples, on that first Easter evening, they were still as good as dead. Their lives had been shattered. Judas had given himself over to despair. They were lost and alone. They were locked behind closed doors. They were in a tomb dead, but four words. Four words. Peace be with you. And the breath of God had changed their lives and changed the course of human history. And here comes our final verse for this morning. In this verse, Jesus gives his disciples tremendous power. And I got to tell you, as his disciples today, we have this same power at our disposal. Verse 23 is coming. Now remember, Jesus is face-to-face with them. He has just given them mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, and he says this. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. 
Jesus gave his disciples, the church, us, the power to pronounce the forgiveness of sins. No more sacrifice at the temple in Jerusalem. Not necessary. No more Hail Marys. No more Our Fathers needed. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. Done deal. But then there's a second half of that. If you retain the sins of any, they're retained. This is the amazing power that God gives to you. Forgive or retain. And here we see free will in action. We are all given a choice. Forgive or retain. It's up to you. What does the word retain mean? Well, let's look. What does the word retain mean? It means to keep possession of or to keep in one's memory. Oh, yes, this is free will in action. You can forgive. You can come to the party. You can treat others as God has treated you. You can quit pointing fingers and start washing feet. You can share and experience the resurrection and the empty tomb. Or you can keep possession of. You can keep possession of every wrong ever done to you. You can keep in your memory every betrayal, each slight, each unkind word or deed that's ever been done to you. You can choose to live into Easter, or you can stay in the darkness of Good Friday. Good Friday when everyone was keeping score. When the disciples blamed Judas, blamed Peter, blamed John, and blamed themselves into shame and despair. Do you see, my friends? You have the power to proclaim forgiveness, or you can hold on. You can keep possession of, keep in your memory bank the poison of broken promises and betrayal. And the choice is entirely yours. Now, I should be very clear. Your retention will not keep God from forgiving that scoundrel who you can't stand. Your retention of these sins will not keep God from forgiving that one that you're carrying around with you like an open wound. No, God will forgive them. God is clearly not in the business of retaining sins or keeping score or none of us would have a chance. You can retain the sins of those that have offended you, but you must know that God will forgive them. God will meet them, and God will have four words for them. Peace be with you. Okay, I want you to clear your mind for a moment. Get those peop other people out of your mind, whoever you were just thinking about. I don't want you to think about anyone else right now. I just want you to think about you and God. Why? Because I think God has a word for you. Because God is meeting you today. Perhaps fear is currently ruling your life. Perhaps regret and shame and guilt are haunting you and keeping you from moving forward. So listen up, my friends, because God, that God who you've been afraid of, that God that you've been ashamed to face has four words for you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. God has made peace with you. You have nothing to fear. You need not hide like our parents did in the Garden of Eden. You need not hang yourself from a tree as Judas did. You need not hide behind locked doors. God has four words for you, for me, for your neighbor, for the human race that God loves. Peace be with you. God has made peace with you. Now, what I want you to do is see if you can't take that and believe it. That's the hard part. God's made peace with you. I want you to 
somehow wrap your arms around that so that you can actually believe it and then you can make peace with yourself. And once you've done that, once you accept that grace, perhaps you can offer words of peace to others who need to hear those words from you and help them out of the grave this Easter. Peace be with you, my friends. Amen. I'd invite you to stand and we're going to sing. Let there be peace on earth. in prayer now to God. Kathy's going to lead us in the prayer. We have a new prayer song response. Uh, We'll sing it now and after each petition. I'll sing this prayer response for you once and then you sing it back to me and then we'll begin the prayers. Let us pray for the church and the world to God who raised Jesus to new life. Gracious God, Jesus came to fearful disciples and said, peace be with you. Through the resurrection of your son, you destroy the power of death and remove your people's shame and fear. Lead us from despair to hope, from fear to trust, Let peace fill our hearts, our world, and our universe. Let your goodness, grace, and peace continue to flow upon and through all your people. We sing our prayer. God, faithful God, 
help our unbelief. Let us, like Thomas, declare, my Lord and my God, and believe in spite of stumbling blocks in our way. You breathe on us with the gift of the Spirit and the power of forgiveness. With this power, today let us mend a quarrel, search out a forgotten friend, and on this Earth Day weekend, take pleasure in the beauty and wonder of this splendid and fragile Earth. We sing our prayer. God, keep alive within us the flame of hope, so that with patience and perseverance we may opt for dialogue and reconciliation. In this way, may peace triumph at last, and may the words division, hatred, and war be banished from the heart of every person. Diffuse the violence of our tongues and our hands, renew our hearts and minds, so that our way of life will always be that of shalom, peace, salam. We sing our prayer. God of new life, let us always practice resurrection in our lives. Give confidence to those who are beset by doubt and fear and suffer mental anguish as a result. Be with those who are ill and are approaching death. Roll away the stone that blocks the path to new life and hope so the light of Christ may shine into the darkness and bring joy and warmth to all. We sing our prayer. And now, God of peace, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. Please share a sign of peace with one another. Thank you for sharing that great piece. After the, uh, after the service, we invite you to come on over into the gym for a time of coffee, cookies, fellowship. The courtyard should be beautiful out there today. We'll take some coffee and cookies out into the courtyard as well. Um, on the back of your bulletin, there's lots of announcements. would encourage you to uh, pay close attention to those announcements. So, Get involved in the things that are going on here at your uh, your church. Um, we uh, have a card ministry almost every week. We put out little we put names on uh, forms out in the in the narthex. 
picking up those and sending those cards out are really important. They really help people. You can add to that list of what's out there, Arlene Diamond. Arlene has been in the hospital this week. Uh, Arlene is one of our dear members, 96 years old and uh, uh, still living by herself, but she's been in the hospital this week, so you could drop a note to Arlene and uh, thank her as well. We also wrote some checks this week. We've been writing checks to Ukraine uh, for refugee resettlement, but we also support many other uh, benevolent causes. So you see this week we wrote checks, $500 to Mother Mentors of South Woodby, where mothers mentor young mothers and how to be mothers and have relationships, good relationships with their children. Uh, we also sent a $2,500 check to Island Senior Services this week uh, on your behalf and $10,000 to ELCA World Hunger Appeal uh, to help those most vulnerable in the world who are in, in need of uh, food and sustenance. So how do we do this? Well, you do this. So I thank you. Thank you all for your uh, faithful support. Uh, together, we're able to make a difference. Uh, this uh, Saturday, we have a, a funeral service here at the church uh, for Webb Halverson. Webb was our oldest member in the church at 103. 103 years old, and he was a veteran of D-Day and World War II, and you remember him uh, for many years that he's been here among us. His wife, Marion, still at Maple Ridge. If you, we have a sign-up out in the narthex if you'd like to help serve at that service or bake cookies. That would be fantastic. We'd appreciate that help very much. Deacon Amy. Good morning. So let's see, I bring greetings from our church council. The church council would like to introduce you to Revive 22. So this is a portion of the church council. Some of the members have gotten together with this great initiative. And they say, after those long months of COVID, we felt it was important to gather again and revive old friendships with an offering of social occasions. To that end, we are excited to announce our first upcoming event Mark your calendars for Tuesday, May 3rd from 2 to 4 p.m. And the church courtyard will have a fun, informative class on container gardening. So this will be presented by Toby Nelson from Venture Out Nursery. There will be no charge, but space is limited. So um, after worship, head into the gym. There's a sign-up table over there. They'll have more information and a, sh a, a paper where you can sign up to attend this um, class. And then watch for more Information, more events coming soon from this uh, division from the Council Revive 22. Lots of good things coming up on the schedule. Um, after worship today, Cam Castle's memoir writing class continues down the hall. They'll be in the fifth grade classroom. So if you'd like to step into that and see what's going on down there, you are welcome. Uh, confirmation will be happening at the same time in the fireside room. That's for our sixth to eighth grade students. And then you can pick up this purple flyer that has lots of information about all the upcoming things for kids and families. That's on the table in the narthex. And special notes would be the Friday, May 6th lock-in. So that's for all of our 6th to 8th grade kids. We'll be here from 7 p.m. until 8 a.m. doing all kinds of fun things and maybe sleeping a little bit. And if you'd like to help out, let me know. <laughs> be a fun night. And would that be a no? <laughs> all right. So uh, mark your church calendars. Again, looking forward to this summer vacation. Bible school dates have been set for July 18th to 22nd. So uh, that's one of my favorite weeks of the summer. Just a fantastic time. So um, online registration is available. You can go to our website and find that registration for your, all of your students. I think those are all of my announcements today. Thank you so much. Thank you. you get the idea. We're, um, it was so great last week to have a full church and breakfast and the flowers and everything. And we're really looking forward now as uh, COVID starts to retreat to rebooting, reviving, revitalizing, re-energizing, and bringing everybody back together as we move to the summer and the fall. Carl, you've got an announcement for us? On that theme, Wednesday yes. night, we'll have a choir rehearsal at 6.30 right here. Wednesday night? Yep. Do you have to read music? Mm, it's helpful. It's not required. <laughs> we'll teach you. Choir this week. Okay, very good. Anything else? Will we go to the order? And, uh, okay. Welcome to guests. I know we have some guests. Some, some of our guests said, we've been watching online, but we came today so uh, through the pandemic. So welcome. We're, we're very honored by your presence here today. And to all those online, we wave to them. Yeah, we're honored by their presence as well. because. 
uh, we know we still have a, a lot of people watching cross country. I'm going to invite you to, if it's comfortable, to stand. And together we will lift our hearts to God in the prayer that Jesus taught us as we sing and pray together the Lord's Prayer. encourage you to go out those doors and randomly and intentionally spread peace everywhere you go, near and far. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our closing hymn, Shalom. My friends, we're going to work on a little Hebrew, right, Carl? Yeah, a little Hebrew. If they'll uh, show us verse 2 up there on the wall, you'll see the Hebrew words. It goes like this, Shalom Chavarim, Shalom Chavarim, Shalom, Shalom, Lechit Raot, Lechit Raot, Shalom, Shalom. No worries, you'll be fine. <laughs>